Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me a great pleasure to welcome regular guest on our program now for many decades, really, Frank Marinko, the uh, Managing Director, Empathinko Coaching Services, and Perspectives is our theme. Welcome again to Viewpoints, Frank. G'day, Henry. Great to be here. Uh, talking about decades, um, I was just with my age management doctor this morning going over how physically I was, and he's 90 years old, and he's still firing on all eight cylinders. I tell you, if ever there's a benchmark um, for looking and feeling good, it's Dr. John Levin. Dr. John Levin. Hey, we need those inspiring people. One day you'll be in your 90s, and I'm hoping that... Um that, you know, I can still be looking up to you as uh, as somebody special that inspires me. Well, thanks, Henry. You know, and part of all of that, and when I have interviewed John before about what is it that has him keep going, you know, he always talks about doing what you're passionate about. Um, and he gets up every day looking forward to making a difference in someone's life, having an impact, but most of all, leaving a legacy. So um, that's what really inspires me. And no matter what area of life you're in, if you can get up every day and actually make a difference, have an impact and leave a legacy, um, you've got a great job. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're, you're so right on that. And I think everybody... It doesn't really matter what you do, how young or old you are. I think everybody wants to be uh, feel as though they've been of some value uh, in yes. some way and their life has had some sort of meaningful purpose. Uh, which Look, it's really strange you say that, Henry. I know of companies that have failed to get a deal over the line because the cleaner hadn't left the toilets in great condition and one of the uh, people um, who was being pitched to had to go to the company's toilets, had a look at the toilet and said, actually, I don't want to do business with anyone who looks after their toilets like this. So sometimes even the cleaners don't understand what a difference they make to the success of a company or a school or an organisation. Absolutely. It's really quite, um, it's quite an amazing thing. Now, we're, we're stuck in a t troubled times again. Things have just stopped started again with COVID-19 outbreak in Melbourne here in Victoria. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, debilitating and disconcerting this one step forward, one step back all the time, Frank. Um, from your perspective, um, what are your views on that? Well, you know, COVID's very similar to changing markets. Um, and the way change occurs so much these days, um, especially in te technology markets, that um, it's always stop, start, stop, start. And then every time that it stops, you can't, you can't afford to think that you're going to start again in the same position that you left. So one of the most important things is to understand what the operating states of a team are, how they go together and what you can do to actually have your team get back into focus after a particularly gruesome thing like um, the extended lockdowns that we've had uh, with COVID in Melbourne for quite some time. Mm. Yeah, I was commenting to some staff the other day in our teaching profession uh, when this lockdown was looming again, and I I understand that there really is no alternative to it, um, and and how we get through it's the main thing. But by gee, it it just destroys momentum. 
Um, you, oh, it does. You feel like you're getting back to some semblance of rhythm and consistency, uh, predictability, and as soon as that happens, whack, you're out of rhythm again. Now, it's not an argument against having a lockdown because I, I understand that is uh, it's an essential requirement for us all. But how to cope with that stop-start nature and, of life? And well, I think the pandemic's a very pointed example of that aspect of life. It's a really good point, Henry. And, and the operating states of um, highly performing teams really goes like this. Um, first of all, you've got to formulate um, and then you've got to, once you've formulated your plan, formulated who you are for each other in the team, formulated what it's feasible to do and formulated the time limit of your project and, and selected your leader, then you've got to get into that operating state of concentration. You know, where uh, even as a footy team in the training sessions, you box yourself in, um, you give yourself another, uh, no other alternatives, you follow instructions, you tighten your discipline. And it's only after you've done that for a period of time where you've got really high input with low output, but you're starting to convert the units that you need to convert is when you get to the operating state of momentum. And it was like you said, when you get to that momentum, there's that release of energy and spontaneity and inspiration. There's this enormous activity and people are going, wow, this is fantastic. And all of a sudden, you don't have to dominate people, just direct and guide them. And they're creating the work and they're cleaning up their integrity. And then all of a sudden, out of that momentum, you get to um, the, that stage of stability. Where now, I don't think too many companies got to that stage of stability after the last lockdown, but sometimes you do. Um, and I don't know if you can remember the last time you were bored, Henry, but that was one of the pitfalls of stability is boredom. Um, and then it's the operating state of emergency, which has just occurred now, and then danger, and then breakdown. Um, so... Every time that happens, you've got to reconstitute your team, get back to creating relatedness because it's, you know, that old saying, you never cross the same river twice and you're never going to come across the same market twice. It'll be a different market, different people, different time. Yeah, so, very good point you make because I think sometimes people, they almost yearn for um, – the same place, the same point, the the habituality of of predictable events and behaviours. We do like to get into routines and, of course, uh, the routine of having things, Frank, as you've put so eloquently, uh, consistently uh, broken um, mm. of itself. That becomes a pattern too and it's adjusting to a different pattern. That's one of disruption. Yes, you know, um, there's nothing better when you know that your accountabilities are really clear cut and you know how to produce the results. You're clear about that. And the measures and the statistics of your um, plan or your project are really clear and sufficient. And so you can slip into almost that zone. Um, and then something like this happens. It goes whack. The government declares an emergency. So first, we've got to find out what changed. And then we've got to um, work out what 
if if it was something we were doing and then stop doing it, or if it's something that we weren't doing and start doing, getting it corrected, and then put some sort of policy and procedure in to keep it in place. So I don't know that yet. I haven't worked out a policy and procedure yet, Henry, to to deal with lockdowns because of the nature of them, um, especially you know, I can. I, I did the policy and procedure of going to Zoom, um, but with a lot of people, that just wasn't cutting it. They wanted that that personal touch, that that um, you know, that tactility of being one on one, being able to watch um, body language and eye twitches and facial movements. So, um, yeah, now we're looking at a much more dangerous situation. You know, where we're going to slip our operating states right back to almost formulation again. So we've got to declare the danger. We've got to get the danger handled and then set it up so it doesn't happen again. So I'm just a little lost as to dealing with how do we set it up so that this doesn't happen again? Absolutely. And uh, that's the challenge we all face. As always, Frank, time's got away from us. It's great to have you back in Melbourne. Uh, from Queensland, but um, I'm not so certain that you're as excited about being back as we are in having you back at the moment. Oh, no, it's fabulous, Henry. It really is. I love to see a a town in chaos. Um, (laughs) You know what it's like when you're a coach or a consultant. When everything turns to chaos, you think there must be opportunities there. You're you're implying that when I was a coach, uh, my teams were in a chaotic state. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, no, I, I wouldn't have said chaotic, but you know they were they were surfing on the edge of chaos. But um... <laughs> there were times in matches when yes, <laughs> things get chaotic. I will agree to that. Frank, as always, it's a great pleasure to have you on board. And, Thanks, Henry. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, in lockdown, it's really easy. You've just got to get on the phone, uh, 0438-771-954, um, or go to the website, uh, get the contact hit the contact us button and we'll get back to you now, usually within 24 hours. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That was Frank Marinko, um, the Managing Director of Coaching, uh, Empathinko Coaching Services. Uh, we'll take a short break. Listeners, don't go away. Mm-hmm. 